Michael S. Kelly, Jim Dwight Carl Anthony and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons paper podcast. Time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is Brian Sittler. And happy to be here, too. Happy to have you back for yes. another episode, episode 44, I'm 45. Where are we now? I'm sorry, what are we doing? Oh, we're, <laughs> we, are, up again? we are deep in the 40s on the uh, our favorite show. It doesn't uh, really matter what number it is. Yeah, some, something, something. It's it, And even with the numbers we've lost, it's confusing now, too, because when I tell yeah, there's the, guests... Yeah. Yeah. Episode 18, for example, of season three is what we're on. But because like a lot of them watch on Netflix, yeah. and because Benny Hanna Christmas is one episode, they uh, that's episode 17 on Netflix. Yeah. So I've had people be like, oh, okay, I just want to make sure you meant that one, you know, mm, and stuff like that. It's messed everything up. Yeah, yeah. No problems, though, getting our next guest caught up. He is always caught up. We are uh, happy to welcome back Josh Baltz. Yo. Yay, thanks, thanks back, so man. much again. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, yeah. and man, pleasure to have you. Thank you. And we had a good one today. We had a we great did. episode. Oh, man. Yeah, Landmark. We, yeah, we are uh, on episode 18 of season three, Cocktails, today. And so many cocktails. A, uh, a very, I found as I was watching it, like, especially a lot of those earlier episodes of The Office, yeah. but especially this particular episode, really is like, the, feel, felt to me like watching an episode of The British Office. Did it? Yeah. Like, it was that... It was uh, because that like the British comfortable. Well, yeah, be, well, but also because the British office also has a dark yeah. undercurrent yeah. to mm-hmm. it. True. Yeah, oh, sure. And this episode was dark. It is very dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. we'll we'll get into it later. But I mean, the the first and foremost thing is we're we're just at about completely broken Jan yeah, right oh, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. We're not quite there yet, but I it's, mean, like it's, it, it's going to take one more strike and then we've got and it's going to be of course her being fired later on but when she finally cracked completely but we're in late stage insane jam she's about to go supernova yes and true and that's the thing is is i mean obviously we we've seen it in 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 the more subtle storytelling for several episodes now as they've slowly broken her down we had the moment Mm -hmm. at the elevator at valentine's day we had uh the the, the stuff, of course, after the poster or the yep. picture got yeah. around the poster, mm-hmm. I automatically for, jumped to when it was blown up this, to a poster. This is the um, this is the end result of having a bad therapist. Yeah, yeah, right. oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is yeah. this is what we're absolutely. seeing now. Jan yeah. needs um, to fire her therapist. She, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's she's trying to yeah. She goes through everything that she wants to have, mm-hmm. and she's not really going to get any of that with Michael. She just wants to be. Self-destructive and freaky deaky, basically, mm-hmm. and and she's admitting it. The the the, the talking head in, in front this of episode. a in front of a, a, a documentarian crew. Oh, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, which which half the time she can't help. She's perfectly knowledgeable of and perfectly aware of their presence. I mean, she does the talking head talks about the she's going to collapse into herself like right. a dying star, <laughs> and then later she's sneaking Michael into the bathroom uh, as if there's no one watching. Oh yeah, no, know? she looks around the corner. Yeah. And there's nobody uh-huh. there. She just, you know, it didn't enter her mind. Like, no, camera over here. Forgot there's a camera, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So. She's past that, though. No, oh, yeah. Way. She, she wanted it bad. She, I, I think... That was the only way she could maintain. It, I think she's... That's the only satisfaction she can get out of that interaction at yeah. that point. It's... Basically. But what's really funny about... Because then on the other side of that, you've got relationship Michael, right? Yeah. Who's just, like, so used to women not being interested in him at all mm-hmm. that the first one to come along, like, he's gonna... I'm in love with you. Oh, yeah. My lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my lady. I want to I wanna build a family and spend the rest of my life with you. I want the and house, everything. the picket with, fence, with catch-up ca- catch fights, fights. And it... The tickling, the giggling. I, yeah, so many things that I'm like, were these references to something? And I'm like, but no, they're not. But to Michael, they are. I think the catch-up like, catch fight. A, catch that, that's fight. a Steve Carell, I think, inspiration. Yeah, but but I, you know, but what you I, know exactly what he's picture. Like you know, sure. the kind of happy, <laughs> yeah, light yeah. moment. He saw that he's in his picturing mind. If, yeah. that, that. if that wasn't in a movie, something similar was in a yes. movie. Yes, yeah. yeah. absolutely. You know, he threw the ketchup part into it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, no, but like ketchup <laughs> fights. Who would fight with fucking? <laughs> that is a brilliant line. You know, like I could see like what like icing maybe like you're decorating a cake and you get a little on you and now you're being playful. I mean, like, I could see that movie scene. 
And and I know that everything that they've built on Michael on this far is about the fact that he sees these things and thinks that's life. Yes. And you just make it happen. Michael filters the reality of his existence through media. Yep. Oh, yeah. Movies, TV, commercials. That's all how real life works to Michael Scott. And that's, and this is him. And the tickling and the cuddling and the. This is him saying, I want, I want that movie romance with Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm just glad he gets it eventually. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like God, yeah. He, I'm. I'm. By glad that point, that... you're actually you're 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 uh, you're sold on it, or you want it to happen. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and also by that point in the thing of the office, like this. Sorry to jump ahead so far. No, but, no, no, yeah. no. But oh, like, like this, we haven't before. <laughs> one thing I found myself, and and you'll find that this has been a theme that I've said every time I've been on this show, and I'm sure we'll bring up at least a few more times every subsequent time that I'm on the show, is that I feel like season three was the last season where it actually felt like, where you could believe it was a documentary (laughs) right? before it just became a show that... That's how it was shot. It looked like a documentary. Yes. Yeah, it just looked like it. Exactly. Like, these were still, like, real slice-of-life things that were going on. And I felt like the first three seasons were the most grounded. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of became more... The plots just became more a TV show. Right. That just happened to be shot like a documentary. Right. But, I mean, that was... But, but, I mean, not to take that... It's not that I didn't... We may hate the office no, just when different. it jumped off that point. It was just different. We well, we it may sort very of took an element away from it. We it did. We it did. We may have very well hit the episode where they finally start to jump that shark. Is because we've got a, a cliffhanger here. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get that last yeah. scene with yeah. Roy the cliffhanger. And uh, here's one other little fucking. If you think about it, if you yeah. put it in perspective, they're in a little. They're in a little boy's room where he's sleeping, <laughs> and just they see Dwight. No, because oh, there this is, is that, when yeah. Dwight. I've talked before about, like, you know, Dwight being, like, the quirky, weird yeah. guy. Like, oh, yeah. Right. They really played up creepy Dwight in this episode. Oh, like, yeah. I found the whole time I was watching this, I was like, if this dude was actually at a party, yeah. you would be... You would ask him to leave. Yes, you would ask you, him you to leave. You would move over to the other side of the room. Or, or there would be a, hey, man, you, you got to stop examining the house. If you want to come and hang out and enjoy the food. Yeah, yeah and, the Wallaces know. were pretty uh, chill about They're that. They're super especially chill. Especially when they see the guy uh, climbing on their roof. I mean, of course, also, this the, him and Michael showed up, what, probably an hour before the That had to be an hour. Oh, no, that was way more than an hour. Like two, maybe two. It was two, still uh, daylight out when they oh, that's came true. to the yeah. party, and, and it, it was, was nighttime when the party started. Yeah. No, Michael... I think I wrote this down somewhere where he was just so he's so socially inept but is aware of the mores of social decorum that like yes at a party it is considered polite to arrive on time or a little early. Yeah. A little early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael hasn't quite grasped the point yet that showing up three hours early yeah. is about the same level of rudeness as showing up three hours late yeah. exactly. somewhere. And well, he, and, and he's he got his logic. On it. Yeah. He's, he's got that over, logic yeah. that you're... It's all or nothing. He well, wants friends. Well, that what is it? He what, what are, What's the specific wording? That's how, oh, wait, wait, show good up friends early. show up early. Good friends. So therefore... Yeah. Yes. Oh, ergo, what was it? Ergo? Er, 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 ergo. Er, ergo yeah. show up early, ergo. become a good friend. Yeah. And just how badly he wants everybody to not only like him, but be considered everybody's best friend. Of course. And and I think I kind of didn't come back to my original point that I made. Oh. I, I don't know how Whenever, long yeah, ago. On this show? But I'll try, yeah, I'll, I'll try to, I'll at least try to give the viewers some, because I'm sure there are some people hanging on their seats like, how was that one thought he was going to do? It was like, no. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, but I'm not, I'm not that, that egotistical. No, okay. But no, it, it's funny how you get the two extremes with Michael and Jan of people that more than anything else do not want to be alone. Yeah. But it's the two different extremes of that. Like yeah. you've got the low self-esteem girls have never liked him. Dude, like this this woman is actually showing interest in me. Oh, I yeah. better hold on. Right. Because I don't know when this can come by again. And then on the other side, you've got Jan's like everything's just so fucking hard. <laughs> like li- life is crumbling. Shit is miserable. Like I just don't 
I just want a warm body right right now. Yes. And it's funny that in those two characters, they both like really encapsulated very well how those like how those two different states of just not wanting to be alone are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it brings some humanity to it's not like one of those like, oh, look at this sad lady or look at this pathetic loser. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, it made you empathize right. with you know, the way they were feeling. Because you mm-hmm. can understand why Jan is going on some sort of self-destructive sexual path right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, her sure. husband divorced her. Yeah. She's not satisfied with her career. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not sure if we've gotten to the point yet where has she started to make mention of the fact that extended members of her family don't necessarily trust her or she was abusing no, you, her you welfare. Like when you know she what? said like one time she was like at her sister's in Scottsdale yeah. for or no wait, that was her fake excuse. She referenced yeah. that when she when they yeah needed to hide going to sandals. But, and yeah. there's a deleted scene actually in this uh where she actually is talking more about her past or like uh-huh. what why she's wrong and like or what she's been doing and and uh you know, some people accuse me of you know one thing I re- I have regrets, and one thing is being you know over litigious <laughs> with, with, with my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. yes, you 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 yes, but yeah, I I really feel like uh, Jan is getting to that point where we haven't she hasn't quite crumbled. Like I mean, when she hasn't collapsed into herself th- yet. This is no, other, no, no, no. I, not I so believe much, no. I believe the last time I was on here. Um, was the one where it was, I think it was Pretzel Day, okay. where uh, Jan gave that list of things for Michael to yes, do. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Pam. he was just, and he was just totally being Michael. Right. So she goes out to Pam, and Pam says, Hi, Jan. And I, I can't recall to me not, what she says right now. I can tell you, not too good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she does it, does again, it again this <laughs> yeah. episode with Karen. Yeah, but yeah. it's much more. Oh, no, 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 no. She says, I'm great. That's what she says to Pam. Yes. Yeah. She says oh, to Pam, yeah. I'm great. Because that's uh-huh. when we're still in like early stage Jan yeah, cause, starting cause, to Because Pam just says, yeah, he, yep. Because mm-hmm. Pam's just like, oh, hi, Jan. She's, I'm great. Yeah. I just love that trait of <laughs> and, Jan that she, when she gets to a certain point, she's not even listening no. to no. that. Yes. She's just like, my life is falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And God, but I mean, it's a flawed, like, Talking about the love contract and oh yeah, it's just such yeah. a well. This is not. And he's just end so well happy people. that Michael is so happy that there is physical <laughs> documentation. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna that frame a it. woman wants to be with him. Uh-huh. That's the level of sadness that Michael Scott is dealing with. Yeah. It's on a whole <laughs> other end of the spectrum than what Jan's is, <laughs> but it's still no less like you can look at both of those and be like. Ah, uh, they both because because at one time you've been one person or the oh, other person exactly <laughs> right, yeah right yeah you've been the happier of the two yes yeah or, or you've been the one who's just been yes or you've been on the yeah. other side of it there, yes there are yeah, plenty yeah, of people either, who have found themselves I've, with someone and like I don't know why I'm doing this yes. I don't know what's yes. happening here I've, what I've, is wrong I with me there's, I, I can say that I've been down both for sure yeah, yeah. We've, we've all both yeah. Been yeah. both sides of it. Yeah, and it's not fun either I've way. I've been no, yeah, yeah. It's no, not, it's I mean, not. You got the you got the awesome beginning and the horrible end. Yeah, mm-hmm. got the so-so I mean, beginning. <laughs> I do. I I will say that you know when when you find yourself on the Jan side, you get the added thing of knowing you're like, oh God, I'm a terrible person. Aren't yeah, I? exactly. Because Jan still is a terrible person for all of her relatable flaws. Yeah. Like Jan is not. A good she, human being. No. She has definitely uh, made some poor choices, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, uh, you know. Yeah. But you know, Jen's in a, a better place towards she, the end. She does. She does have yeah, the one redeeming. She, <laughs> is she your, your favorite episode is her one redeeming episode. Yeah, that's the money true. episode. Money in season end. four. Yeah. At the oh. end, oh, like that's the one time I, I do like money. She yeah. actually comes off sympathetic. One. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Say. Yeah. But for I the most part. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and Not no, but I mean, but all. even in the later seasons, when oh yeah, well, then she they gets just her veneer, her, yeah, like crazy. she gets her veneer of confidence back, but mm-hmm. she is still no less just the like soul devouring person. She could never be honest with she... Michael, even then, like with the whole with not. Oh, I didn't tell him I had, I had a uh, 
sperm donor. Oh yeah, yeah. She and could then, never take the time to yeah. try to understand or like explain things to him. But I mean, and, an idiot. and who knows what she does when she uh, takes Clark? For yeah, I was long. just gonna say. <laughs> like then we fast nine. forward to season nine, See, and that like was, Jan, Jan I fully thought, has the Jan confidence. Yes. Back now, she's just but she's, she's also she's, less she's, reserved about. How what she's will what she wants she's yeah. embraced her depravity yes yeah basically now, now and now she's just eating well, the young alive yes. <laughs> she got her well, I can't she respect. has her child now yeah, exactly. and that's all she really wanted in the end was a yeah. child to mold and you know be her own and not have to share her with anybody mm-hmm. else and now she can just have Clarky yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what as mu- and I and I goddamn respect her for that hey everybody it was a win you know what hold everybody. on I'm gonna say I'm gonna goddamn respect her. For that, can you cut that last one out? Because like, <laughs> my voice cracked really weird. Or you can just leave this in, and this is comedy gold. Totally leaving it all in. Okay, so, good. Yeah. Good. But, I uh, vote for leaving in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, everybody just found out. Uh, everybody already knows how pretentious I am. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything Dude. from anybody anymore. Dude, nobody listens to this. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You know, that that's whatever. Every little thing about ourselves is, is things that they capture in this show. And that's the yeah. beauty of it. The and insecurities... And that's to wh- a inch. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, even uh, things like being the weird guy at the party, dealing with the weird guy at the party. Yeah, you know, being too into a, a relationship, being too not into it. You know, I mean, yeah, it's all to the tenth power here because it's television and because yeah. Rain Wilson and Steve Carell are these amazing actors. Oh, absolutely. Sure. But the, what we can identify still there, shit, that's got to be one of the ways that by the end of the show we're l- in love with and sad Michael is leaving. Oh, yeah. You of know, course. because Definitely. they made, look this terrible, this dude is awful so often and by the end we're just like oh he's just like us you know (laughs) i love that guy (laughs) yeah who hasn't you know Mm -hmm. it's like losing a family member that by that point exactly and and that's uh that's the that was the the difficult thing so this is where they're building that but oh oh, yeah but but he has it but in this michael does come off sympathetic in this because he's he's he comes off in his sweet mode yeah because he wants the family and he we know he's a lonely guy. And shit. And he yeah, has his ex. Absolutely. You know, yeah, he's, he's so a we sad. Can, yeah. He's, we, he's and, sad. And, and that down. scene where they throw yeah. sex at him, where Jan is throwing herself at him, this could this could be that's a hot, true. kinky yeah. episode in the bathroom like, for them. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 that's, no, no. you know, there wasn't enough room to cuddle, is what he says <laughs> in the car. <laughs> he's a sweetie. Yeah. This is the difference between him and Packer. Yeah. Packer would be all, you know, he would have gone yes. to town. Oh, yeah. But Mike, Michael slash Steve Carell is a sweetheart. So... That, and it rings true. As you know, he does it? Jan should have hooked up with Packer. Yeah, what she a had shame. Every, she had every. He had everything she needed. He he would have loved a chance to 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 roam with the ice print, the ice queen. <laughs> the ice oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Packer. Maybe Packer that's when it, definitely. Maybe that's when he lost his chance, though. That fateful phone call. Yeah, in the first, in that's the, in what he episode was. Episode one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm never gonna sleep with that guy. He calls me, you know. Yeah. Uh, Godzillary. Fuck that guy. guy. I'm never fucking him. (laughs) But uh, but Dwight though, moving moving on to a little less serious. Like Dwight. Here's another. Here's another. Like back to our talk about this feeling less like a documentary. We were talking about how this was sort of a step up point. Uh Dwight is all about. He, he oh, being in the bedroom, that. yeah, uh-huh. being kind of over the top and checking the banisters, <laughs> seeing him on the roof, and and don't Dwight, uh, I'm sorry, David Wallace and Jim see him on the roof, don't they? Yes, mm-hmm. and they just go back to playing basketball. Yes. yeah, that yes. I like, loved that. That's <laughs> such a great example of David Wallace's like just like hands off style, completely, yeah. and and introducing or not introducing, but. But it's definitely the longest uh, or most we've seen of David Wallace in a single episode. Oh yeah, by yes. far. We've only seen it him in house. two mm-hmm. episodes at this point. There was the introduction one, Valentine's Day. Yep, yep. And, and then, then was there even another? This might be the second time. I'm not even sure we've. seen I him cannot think of another one then. right was now. Was he in the? Was he in Someone's the merger? Screaming at me or right did, now. did he have any nope. part of the in the merger? Okay. We don't see did him in that at all. I think this is. I think this is. Yeah. First time we see him as wife. Really interesting. We'll uh, we'll, um, we'll we'll see if we can uh, track that down while we're talking. But yeah, but but, but uh, D- D- Dwight, D- creepy Dwight. Back to what you were saying mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, that own... one where that I love it when it goes and they're in the kids' room. Yeah, and oh, when, good, you're up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one thing though that's funny about that is okay, if we're still buying into the conceit of a documentary filming them at this point. That cameraman had to sneak into that child's room Get with on the Dwight other, yes. and set a fucking shot. Uh-huh. Exactly. 
And, that, and, and how was that kid already mics? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the yeah, miking got, um, thing. They've got amazing mics on that show. See, they brought in the miking thing later on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we... But then, has I anyone... don't know the first time you actually see somebody with a mic on. Yeah. Is well, it... no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Dwight's, has Dwight already been to the hospital? The concussion? Yes, he has. Yes. My, yeah. Steve takes yes, his mic the, off there. That's the first one. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the first one. So, yeah, they, they, they mic the kid while he's sleeping. <laughs> seems like an invasion of privacy. Well, and I, I know... I don't know if they'd But like... the kid also seems strangely cool with like a, yeah. a strange like greasy faced <laughs> he's not a thin haired man he's surprisingly rocking in a fucking chair like while you're sleeping and the kid's response is kind of indignant he's like huh yeah yeah he's like I the don't kid know. responds like an adult would and then I don't know <laughs> when Dwight goes well what do you know and the kid just looks at him like Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, Greg Daniel's son, actually, in that role. Oh, good, really? Good job to the oh, s- nice. soon to be suck it uh, yeah. kid. That's great. It's, <laughs> it's great. Nice yeah. recurring role Owen, for Owen, kid. Owen Daniels is uh, mm-hmm. on the, uh, the list. But yeah, no, and, and, but you're right. Any Nine times out of ten, the kid's going to be screaming for his parents and. Right, Get me the hell out of here. So that that was kind of to your guys' oh, point, what you were talking about earlier. Where oh. I feel like this episode is definitely we're getting into the time now where we're starting to split from, you know, being more of a TV show than actually feeling more like a documentary. It's a TV yeah. show film, sort of like a documentary. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And Absolutely. There's another great outtake with the with Dwight and the, and the kid, and Dwight just has a, he has a soccer ball. And he's just kind of tossing it up, and all of a sudden he just throws it at the kid. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's sitting and up. The at kid's this point. just sitting there, and he doesn't do it. He's just like, <laughs> just like you would expect, like just reserved, like, what the hell are you doing? What Get out of my room! <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he has no, <clears throat> he has no social literacy no. at all. No. I mean, his idea of party talk <laughs> is telling the woman like. Hey, you know that vein and shrimp is their feces. Oh, yeah. Are those real pearls? And I love that scene, though, too, because that sets up such a... They really did a good job making this look like a party. This was they, they did. They, they did from that scene at the where they're all sort of gathered around the the food and, and yeah. getting their plates ready to. They did a good job when people would go through the house. There's the same kind of crowds, little groupings and the mm-hmm. solos and stuff. It was really just well done. It was well done. Uh, even a, as a catered party where we, we got to see a whole cater catering staff and whatnot. You mean, yeah. You, you mean the kind of party where you don't have to bring potato salad? Exactly, especially if it's been sitting in your car all day <laughs> with the sun beating down on it. That you didn't even make. Yeah, <laughs> Michael and his potato. But salad. he wishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that is that really is a high aspirin. He's like, God, I just really wish I could make potato salad, like they do at the grocery store. Yeah. Like, what if that is his sure. number one life goal above finding love and being happy? Is make potato salad as good mm-hmm. as the grocery store? It's the first thing he did after he got to Boulder. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna beat this potato. Salad. I've done that. We're gonna have the kids <laughs> make the potato salad. <laughs> Feed them. Yeah. <laughs> and really have the kids make the potato salad. Is that not what Scarface told us was the American dream? That, like that. That's, that yeah, is. That yeah, is about. That's, that's really a lot of people walk away from Scarface and that's what they remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <Is that. laughs> Surprisingly so. Yeah, we it's don't know. weird. <laughs> it is. But I will say that the potato salad ending scene that mm. he, where he's just trying to say, I, I, you know, I always wanted to. There's something wrong with Jay. Yeah. Yes. All it is is potatoes and mayonnaise, and there's something wrong with Jay. He, <laughs> you get a glimpse into Michael's sadness and, there. And desperation. <laughs> yes. Because that's the thing you Help realize. Me God. That's the conversation you're having uh, with someone privately in your home after after an episode with someone. And, and you're like, oh, God, I, you know, I don't know what to do. There's something. He, but he doesn't have that person in his no. life. The closest thing he has to someone to open up to besides the rest of the crew back at Scranton is the crew. The yeah. doc crew. So Only the he crew. Just, so he tries to... He tries to just keep going with things not related to that as long as he can before he just, just is like, there's something wrong with you. I've got to say something, he's, yeah. He I'm breaks. Desperate. Yeah. He breaks. Like, always like, trying I to put a, this together. He's trying to always put a, a, a happy face on everything. Exactly. And then yeah. this is just, this is insurmountable. Mm-hmm. He just, he's just actually denied, <laughs> Michael Scott denied a woman's sex. Yeah. I mean, right? it really is, when you come back and think about it, it is astounding. Well, it is and it isn't. Cause, yeah, I mean, cause we know everything leading up to it, but just on its face. He wants sex, and he wants to be a, a guy and a player and all that, and he, he likes that, that idea. But 
the idea of acceptance among his peers yeah. at a house party at his boss's house with his lady love on his arm. Yes. Yep. That t- is one of the highest <laughs> esteems that Michael could could have. Absolutely. You know? One one might one might say like uh, one uh, Lee Iacocca perhaps oh the great inventor of the DeLorean oh that, no that was just the failed experiment. experiment oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that you know in my many years of you know having watched The Office and everything that is one quote that was burned into my long term memory oh, was yeah. just to Lee Iacocca and his failed experiment the DeLorean. DeLorean. Like, just what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, he's not for a guy who references the '80s a lot. He's not good at it. He's sometimes. loosely <laughs> familiar. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I he, feel like he just took like he had a tangential thing. He, he knew of a car. Well, yeah. the car is the is the the connecting line. That's yeah, it. exactly. And <laughs> he knew, it. and then he knew what was a weird car that he knew that would that would be some kind of thing attached to someone famously. Back to the Future supersedes the news <laughs> with that, a guy like this. Fair. Yeah. I, I can look it up while we're talking. For about a guy it. like that. Do, I would, yeah. Do, does I, anyone, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, does no. anyone offhand re- no, no Leah Kai? I actually did look it up. Auto Connections? Episode. What I, is it? Well, I just, he, he, like, who was he? Yeah, like, was he, he with Chrysler? He, uh, he saved Chrysler, basically. Chrysler, okay. Like, Chrysler was going, was bankrupt, I guess. In the 80s, he, like, he just, I don't know, he, like, took over and, yeah. and, and Apparently saved the company. Okay, cool. So um, he had so he had a success, while John DeLorean, on the other hand, <laughs> did not. Yeah, which is a shame because DeLorean's beautiful car. It was it was beautiful, but it, well, he did and he didn't. He got busted for coke. Oh, okay. And that was the only reason that his cars were popular, because they because. They only made like so many. They only made like a thousand or something I see. because of all the defects. Because you couldn't open the fucking doors the like without doors, hitting yeah. the car next to you, like you went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So it only became a success. So it was sucking. Yeah. People wouldn't buy the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then he went to jail, and then it became popular. Oh wow! Thank you. I love the eighties. I lo- that's my education. <laughs> nice. But <laughs> so it became a collector's item. What I'm saying is, yeah. And then he went, to, and then uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to him after that, yeah. but. <laughs> Well, if, I'll tell you if you failed, add, failed. I don't know. Yeah, but but a DeLorean, a uh, very good looking car though. If you got the room to park it, and of course, if you get the add-on flux capacitor, which is key. Uh, which you can yeah, actually, uh, which is actually an item on sale at I believe it's O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah. Like I forget what the code. You can Google O'Reilly. And they have a flux capacitor you can put on the back of your car. Yeah, I I don't know if it'll I don't know if it's like a fake flux capacitor or oh, not. But wait, it I'm gonna is, go out on a limb and say it is. Well, I mean, like if they even what I'm <laughs> so talking about is like capacitor. if they even send you like a fake thing that looks like it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But if you go on their website, I forget what number you type in, but there oh, is I a see. number in there, and listing. on their online store, there's a listing for a flux capacitor. That's wow. cool. But maybe maybe it's just right. out of stock forever or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think it yeah. also has an impossibly high price point too. There you go. Which which you would. It's the fun yeah. little in joke. Yeah. yeah, but I think it'd be. I don't know. That'd be that would be kind of cool if they made like a couple a thing that like, like you could a put thing on the that back resembled the yeah. flux capacitor that they sold as like a novelty gift or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's gonna you... be our get at me O'Reilly Auto parts i've got some uh, i've got some ideas that can yeah. this is, you know this is a we've gone on enough tangents that we should just go ahead and call zampino and make this an ola crossover <laughs> i think so. i think you're right probably i think you're right because because really all the window dressing and buy a coca and such um it's michael actually drinking hard liquor probably for the first time oh god the scotch yeah and then of course he immediately asked for splenda which we know will become his drink of choice of course of course but so I mean, the poor guy—the poor guy is just sort of melting. But um, he also wouldn't appreciate fine, no age scotch no. either. He's yeah. a child, that, and and uh, and he's just—it's one more thing and to well, and embarrass he, Jan. He swigs it too. Yeah, he doesn't sip it the way you probably should have. Uh, something like yeah. that to start out. You know, uh, people won't tell you that. No, well, you sip that. You're, you're well, supposed to know he's, that. He's forty. he's more than forty. At some yeah. point, you have to learn to drink like an adult. Yeah, By that point, exactly, you should probably yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and, so it's on you, baby. And also, scotch. It's not like it's no, water. I, and it's I not like you it. just swig it without some senses going. Hey, it's slow horrible. down. This is a thing. No, did you say it's horrible? Yeah, I mean, not all. Delicious. Of it, some of it. Yeah. Delicious. 
It was horrible when I was a kid, though. Even when I was a teenager. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what they're kind of recalling. Too, that's what I think. That, it's like, like where it's a man in his forties should usually, even if he doesn't mm, like scotch, yes. he should be able to choke it down with a little bit more decorum than yeah. coughing a lot and asking to put Splenda yeah. in. You know what I'm sure is probably a three fifty to four hundred dollar exactly bottle yeah. of yeah. scotch. Yeah, I mean they got taken into David's private study for a minute. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's allowed to go in, and then he sort of looks weak. Who's Dan- in there? Was it just the four of them? I'm sure Dan from Jan- Buffalo was in there. Dan from Buffalo. <laughs> Man. <laughs> we, the, uh, do see, we do see Dan from Buffalo mm-hmm, a couple yep. times in this during uh, Karen's Absolutely. masterfully uh, um, Her ex- executed uh, prank, prank, uh, prank yeah, on Jim. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was... I mean, you gotta you gotta give her uh, all sorts of points. Again, and goes back to the I would not <laughs> have been, I would have not I would not have been disappointed if, in the long run, if Pam and Jim hadn't ended up together and Karen stayed on the show and they really worked to make her be a love interest for Jim that we really cared about, rooted for. Could have well, worked. They yeah. did. They've spent. She almost would have been a better wife, I think. They've spent a lot of time really. Um, but we just said that shaping how we feel about Karen and Jim and Roy and Pam this season. Oh, this is a relationships yes. episode, by the way. That's what, that's what we're seeing. Oh, absolutely. The dark side and the, and, and the ultimate boiling over. And what's great is throughout this episode, we see where they've, they've really been building up Roy and Pam quite a bit, and they've uh, introduced some doubts to Jim and Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And then, and then they've had other episodes where they've been really strong and supportive of Jim and Karen, and this is one of those. This yeah. is them being playful, really connecting. They're having fun with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, Pam and Roy, even before the big scene toward the end, uh, there's it's a little rocky. We're, we're learning yeah. how to find our vibe. They're trying. Well, she's being supportive. He's falling back. She's trying. She's trying to be more assertive. Mm-hmm. And then she and and good for her because we are coming off of business school where she was in a way humiliated by hearing. Gil and Oscar talk about how she wasn't courageous. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and, so nice, uh, nice follow-up. Uh, I forget from what that. else it was. Uh, courage and something else. I can't remember what it was. But so she's coming off that, mm-hmm. and 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 she's now trying to be more direct. And because and of that, true, and, you know, we will not call her Pammy. I won't. Not okay. Don't I call her Pam. I only Don't, call my aunt won't. Pammy. That's, we won't. Yeah, that's, that's the, the only, only Pam. Only, only Pam. Pammy. Only Pammy in town. She does not. A, she isn't a Pammy. She's and not it, a it Pammy. annoys me when her mom calls her Pammy too later on. I get that. Does she? <laughs> yeah, she does. Oh, and she... then Michael does too when when they're oh. dating. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. When she's uh, the only one. What's best for you, Pammy? When they see the doc, they're not going to be happy that they did no. that. They're going to be. Oh, I should have. I should have known not to call her that. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a real shame. But. But she's trying to, you know, assert herself with Roy, and and he kind of gets the he gets the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's on a it's a it's a perfect storm of. But we all know deep down this isn't going to work. No, because you're like, seeing it already slide back, and that's what happens when you get back together with people you were with before. Yeah. You, you, you very easily fall into those old habits. It's, it's completely human and yeah. honest. Yeah. And it's not good, but that's what happens. Yeah. Once Pam agreed that they were dating again, Roy immediately. Slid back into yeah, Roy. Have to. Yeah, Roy. Mode. And Pam had to pull him out of it. Yeah, yeah. And he was, it seemed to be coming well, along. He was, still, was, it, it, he was in that newly ah, I got her back phase. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to. He's trying to step yeah. up a little, yeah. but, but 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 he does follow through. Yeah, yeah. that that's and, why he follows through. Is like and, you know he's you see him starting like he's going back. To, right. He's going to go back to being yeah Roy as he was. Right. And then see, see, but he, right it, now he's still more receptive because you just got back to. Together. Right, and then once he's drunk, and of course she sets him off by mentioning Jim, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the kiss, and of course he overreacts. Oh, oh he, yeah, hugely, uh, p- partially to alcohol, and partially. I kind of yeah. We w- that was set up for us too way back when we he first came back this season, and we learned about his DUI. We saw that yeah. mugshot, mm-hmm. so we know that there's a drinking issue. We haven't really seen it in action, right? Mm-hmm. But here we finally do, and he really does snap. And of course Kenny. With the setup with the the jet skis, I loved. Can, can I talk about the jet skis for one second? Oh, yeah. I love that there was this shadow like <laughs> sea story <laughs> yeah. going on throughout the whole thing. It's like they just kept mentioning the jet skis enough that you were like, "Huh, I wonder what that is." And there was like this very undetailed but just background a, saga of. What the fuck happened with these jet skis? I, I want to like, know. How much of a bath did he take that he was so mad that he found the his mention, buddy's excuse? The mere mention of, of like throwing the like when Roy went ballistic, ballistic. over Jim. I've, he just found an excuse to start 
Because he just starts throwing shit out of nowhere, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden you See, hear him go, damn jet ski. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then, it's not my favorite plot point. But then at the yeah. very end, that last shot of the episode, yeah. where, he goes, where Roy goes like, did they call the cops? Yeah. He goes, yeah. no, I, I paid, paid, him off, him off. paid him off with the jet ski money. <laughs> yeah. All, All of it. it. Yeah. And then it just fucking ends. And I was like, I love that there, there was just this really apparently heavy-ass, high-stakes jet ski thing that went down. <laughs> the, and you know, j- I'd like to know the amount. That might add weight to it if I ever did see it. <laughs> no, right. Oh, dude. Here's what... No, but... Because it, it, it literally plays a factor through almost the entire episode. It does. When, does. when the reason Roy's pushing back against hanging out with the office crew, gotta go consult Kenny about the jet skis. Yeah. When Roy and them get here, Roy bo- starts drinking heavy. Why? Because Pam's first thing is to bring up Kenny's jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> the bar helps get trashed because Kenny breaks a fucking chair for the jet skis. And then the cash saves the day? Yeah. It's seriously, it's... that. That's what I love about that whole... Must be the money. I was like, God, that is such a good story. That's Economy, all we. That's all we need to know. I that's hear... all we need to know about the jet skis is everything hear... <laughs> that we saw that episode. And it was I... enough to not get the cops called. And I mean, right? the minute he shattered that yeah, mirror, I'm like, oh, this is already bad, you know. And then, in classic, you know, stupid way that people do, Roy has now taken. Not just the kiss, but the fact that he reacted like a dumbass, the fact that they both trashed the bar, the fact that it cost him the jet skis. Now that's all fueling his anger because he's he's going to kill Jim Halpert for kissing a girl who he was being a shit to anyway months ago. Yeah. It's all it's, of it. It's mm, all yeah, of it. Yeah, that, that is just enough to like fuel the anger of a dude like Roy. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we get a, 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 a the kind of thing that wouldn't be in a documentary, but him almost turning to the camera and saying, I'm going to kill Jim Halpert. (laughs) You know, I've never, and and you know what? It was so good. I I flash back to the first time I saw this because I was so excited. This is the first real cliffhanger cliffhanger. Oh, I know. And I mean, this is sort of, this is the sort of episode that would be a cliffhanger. And that's, that's any show. Oh, no, no, no. It's like toward the end. And we got five more episodes to go. Like, yeah, and, and loved it, and because we're getting to the point too, where the show isn't going to be as much sometimes as these shock and laugh out loud fests, but they're going to be these strong character driven episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be getting into a lot of that in seasons four and five and beyond. They're going to have to, and this is where that's yeah. starting. Where we're oh my god, now we're worried about a character that we care about, mm-hmm. and they've actually kept this going. Yeah, for three seasons. Oh, this yeah. is like this is not over. Like you have the false ending with Casino Night. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of felt like it was done. Yeah. And then it all just builds up over again. And then you have the eventual Roy blow up that you always thought was coming, but you didn't. You thought maybe, maybe not. You thought you dodged the bullet. You thought you had, yeah. but yeah. no, they bring right. it back. At the beginning of season three, when you see she doesn't have the ring, but mm-hmm. never mentions explicitly whether or not she told Roy about Jim yeah. or if she yeah. just decided to cancel the engagement. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was. And we're like, oh man, at least we don't have to worry about that. And then when that came around, we're like, oh boy, uh, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. not not only do we still have to worry about it, he's pissed. Like, and, and he's a uh, you know, he she almost looks almost really upset. Yeah, yeah, to a degree. And actually, I read that and also on the wiki. Thank you much. Uh, she talked about it was startling because the because apparently David Denman's just a big teddy bear. Oh really? Yeah. So and like really kind. Like so just that. to see that side of somebody, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. You know, even if you know what's acting or not, exactly. like in a way, yeah. maybe not. And like you're fucked up the rest of the day, but a little bit. Maybe. Well, exactly, yeah, and that's and that's what people talk about abuse. How abuse isn't always the violent action itself. It's it's the, it's the intent or the uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's the explosion. You know, it's it's when yeah. su- when suddenly a, a a person of safety and security becomes a person of violent, unpredictable nature. Yeah, you know that's terrifying for anybody. Sure, you know, oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, that's why we all got to get our fucking emotions under control. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Talk to a therapist. Smoke a bowl. Figure out what you got to do <laughs> go, go for take, you. Go take a float. H two Oasis in yeah, Tulsa. Exactly. It's yeah. kind of expensive, yeah. but it's it, it, seriously. Take a freaking. I'll, walk. Pr- I'll promote right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll find I'll your cheat. I do it. You know what I do? I watch The Office. Exactly. Good damn show. And we're still here. We are still here. Listen to another episode. Go check out the other podcast on the Channel Four and a Half <laughs> Network. Organic plug. <laughs> who needs? Who needs a uh, cart? Uh, 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 commercial breaks. So we nope, can just do it ourselves. Not here. Right in the of the show. Done in one. <laughs> man, the, but Roy uh, is a fucking angry guy, man. Well, and I'll tell you, while that last scene to me breaks a bit of the docu style, it's 
also an episode that really preserves it because we get a lot of talking heads this episode. Oh, yeah. And in those talking heads, we get some of my absolute <laughs> favorite lines in this show. When Jim's talking about why he doesn't want to go to the party and he yes. says, oh, I didn't know I'd have to give a reason. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they and just list one by one. One by one. And then one of them is, uh, I, I don't like talking about paper in my free time or my work time. <laughs> or my work time. I, I, that, those are the kind of lines that I so identified with when I'm working those crap jobs that I don't want to be there at all. You're there because they pay you. You might even still do a good yeah. job because you, you know to, yeah. to work hard and try and accomplish something. Yeah. But you're just like, I don't, none of this do I care about, you know? There's so many, so many people out there that can identify with that. Oh, sure they are. Yeah. And that, you know, makes Jim more endearing to, to, to see. I mean, he's actually pretty funny there, not being douchey at all. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, and it's a legitimate, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either, man. Yeah. Like, I've been there and I didn't want to go. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That job that you've just every morning, you're like, oh, I, I guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've had those jobs and I don't now, which is such an amazing thing. And I'm super happy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Ditto. Yeah. Selling Ditto. Paper. I, I'm, I'm pleased now. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been there, like, exactly. elsewhere. Elsewhere. But it is a great showcase for a lot of. A lot of characters get their own private moments in this. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Toby, Toby has a whole freaking like oh yeah uh, story that happens that's just pathetic. And still, sad. still trying to get with Pam. He's the, he's an mm-hmm. ultimate and loser like, in yeah, this episode. And, and, and the audience at this point isn't even like he's not the kind of sad underdog that the audience. They're just like oh, just go away, Toby. Yeah, yeah. You're just creepy. Well, no, if for a first timer, <laughs> go be it, sad somewhere else. Does it? But. Brilliantly done, Paul. Brilliantly yeah. done. Yeah. And that story has layers. First timers, that's just a story about a, a sad guy that liked a girl, and the girl's, you know, no, you don't think yeah. she's that interested. He spends all night trying to win her affection. She just wanted to talk yeah. and now suggests he give the prize away. So there's that little heartbreak. Yeah. For, for fans of the show, we also are seeing the breakdown of Roy and Pam and who's there, not Jim, mm-hmm. but Toby's there. Yeah. And and she did say she wants to talk to him. She yeah. likes him clearly. Yeah. So she admits he's kind of cute later yeah, on. Uh, exactly. So so Which makes it more sadder for Toby. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great. That's always a great one. That is. But so so we've got that too. And then of course, if you've been watching the season, then you know that he's already tried to sell out his daughter once for Pam. <laughs> he's doing his last again. episode. He was all like, you know, oh, what they do is an art. <laughs> <laughs> And now today she's like, oh, "Why don't you give this to your daughter? Because he doesn't like his daughter, Pammy." <laughs> She's a reminder of his failed marriage. The yeah. other episode is is worse, but this one is just as sad. Yeah, because, yeah. for him too. Just with the yes, <laughs> just the look of just, just yeah. regret, and shame. <laughs> He's the Fred Grimes, yeah, kind of, or uh, Gil from. He's always such from a Gil. Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's lit. There was a comic in the fifties called Sad Sack, and he is literally Sad Sack. Is that what that was? That's where they. That's I, I, is I that where the, that comes from. The I term was first, I believe. Okay. I think the comic was was born. And then they went, that. "Hey, yeah, get that comic of that Sad Sack." Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so <laughs> but there's more. Uh, yeah, uh, all the characters get to shine a little bit more in mm-hmm. very random little ways. Even good stuff like Kevin's moment where they're asking him about his marriage, and he's just like, I, I don't, don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Appreciate some space on this. <laughs> oh, and I would be once again remiss if I didn't mention the opening scene where Michael's going to escape extreme bondage. Michael God, the magic. You and know you see little Michael, Kevin's. You know, Michael is a dude Snickers. that loves magic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, Wait. and the way he talks about it, the classes he took with something to do after oh. school. And, it, and it's, a call, it's a callback. No, it's a callback okay. from the Christmas episode. Remember when Dwight has the CIA thing? And he admits that he, Pam got him to admit every every uh, everything that he'd ever done. Yeah. And he mentions that. I, I uh, It's like he, he covered for Michael to say that he was sick when he really went to magic camp. Right, yep. And like, yeah, and Jim reads it to her. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's the first magic Camp uh, might be, mentioned. yeah, but uh, but I mean, Maybe. of course, Michael Scott would be into magic. He would he would be a I know he's mentioned sleight of hand magic, of yeah, magic. Oh well, he's performing again. He's yeah. always performing, so it's sort of an extension of that. But like you said, he puts the key in wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a little little detail right there. I actually never noticed. Like, no, even yeah, he... you would not put it that way yeah. because then you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. Or you could at least try to turn it around in your mouth. True. Yeah. But I mean, like, Michael don't only have if, so many. If, uh, if mouth the back skills. part of the key is coming out of your mouth, how is that going to help you? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Exactly. 
Oh man, uh, but yeah, lots of good mo- moments for everybody a, else too. It's a light opening, honestly, if you think about it. For it such really kind of is. A dark episode. Just we really kind of went backwards through this episode. It, we started with like all the kind of dark shit near mm-hmm. the end, and now we've worked our way back up to True. the like the light <laughs> intro of Michael trying to do Houdini's escape. Mm-hmm. It's such a standalone thing. It's almost like its own. Yeah, entity on. It's a some... really good cold open. It's a good that, cold yeah, open, yeah, though. Yeah, I think it, really it need, I think it needed this for for an episode nice, like this, and a nice, playful office open for an episode that's going to be largely out of the office. Yes, so. and they get yeah, and it's always a good thing when they get Dwight Schrute out of the office. That's usually oh, a, yeah. that's and usually a telltale. Seeing thing. others against Dwight is always the best. <laughs> More to our point earlier, though, about how again this episode is kind of representing where the office is splitting from being a show that mm. feels like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Being a TV show that looks like a that's shot like a documentary, this is one of the because, uh, of course, as the show got later on, it relied on a lot of things outside of the office. Yeah, so this was True. one of the early. Hey, this doesn't really take place at the office. Yeah, because right? even the even the core that didn't go to the cocktail party, they're, they're following Richards. them. Yeah, they're following mm-hmm. them at a bar. Yep. So yeah, it's a it's a soiree and a drunken. Uh, Bar time. Oh yeah, you have those nice little. I just realized, you know, it's always co- there's always a double entendre for every episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I do they do a good job with the audio on this one too, because in the bar you've got great bar noises and stuff. The party's got hear, a lot of you conversations. Can, you can actually hear the music. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love I love the, the the difference between the bar music and the jazz music at the yeah. party, the house party. I want to I want to tease. I have a music question for for trivia. Ooh, so okay. you know that. Nice. <laughs> I love how like speaking of. Like there being that it being a show that actually still is a documentary. Mm-hmm. Imagine how inconvenient it is having a documentary cue, uh, documentary crew rather. I'm sorry. Yeah. At this party, <laughs> and I really feel like the woman who plays David Wallace's wife. It does such a great job oh, yeah. of like acknowledging that like there's a documentary crew here, like because she keeps like looking and like moving out of the way of the camera. Uh-huh. Like she does not want this camera crew not at all. in her house, which showed up two hours early yes. alongside Michael Again, White. Like yeah. even to even be more rude is that of course if Michael were to go to this party, a crew would have to come with him. Mm-hmm. So she's in her bathrobe yeah. with this weird guy that works for her husband that she doesn't know, thinks he's being like the greatest guest in the world, brings a weirdo and a fucking <laughs> documentary crew uh, and while then, her hair is but, still in a towel. And then later on tells but her, But plays you it play. so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah, she really so does. fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I would be losing my shit. Uh-huh. And she is just like... There's no scene okay. with her off to the side being like, David, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. 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 Those are which off camera be, conversations. Which would be valid. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, know? Totally would not knows. fault Mrs. Wallace for being like, David, what the fuck? There's a man in our roof. A woman's trying to sleep with a man in our bathroom. <laughs> There's one woman saying she slept with everyone here. <laughs> yeah. If only she knew everything that was going on. At I know. The time. Yeah. She's already freaked out in the first place. I swear to God, that potato salad's rotten. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish that would have been a deleted. Like talking head, that would have been good. I love the little, and I love the little mention mention at the uh, at the end when he's like, "You didn't have any of the potato salad, did you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scene I in the car, I feel sick. That scene yeah. in the car is so good. The way that she immediately backs off and apologizes, she's actually mm. apologizing to him at the end of that and saying, "I didn't mean it." She I is showing, it. she is showing mercy. Yeah. I guess. And then who the entire time that we did no idea is there. <laughs> Dwight leans forward. <laughs> I've literally been Dwight in that scene. The, don't I, break up, you guys. Too. You're, been, been you're great together. <laughs> Such a that good was scene so that. perfect. That's one of the most perfect scenes they've ever shot. Yeah, yeah. And just and that once again, perfect example: hilarity and awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he turns on a dime. Feels yeah. it, it, hilarious. This episode yeah. feels a lot like how you feel watching a episode of the of Ricky Gervais, the original Office. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Like they, that, actually. they capture those uncomfortable moments so well in this episode, and mm-hmm. they make them really funny. And yeah, I feel like I that's one thing that later seasons of The American Office lost a little bit. Yeah, they 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 it became so much about the characters that sometimes they killed the the sort of humor that they had in in, in the original structure. Yeah, you know, it just became a different show. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think what it has to do with is. Starting in episode four, it was 
characters in a sitcom interacting with each other. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, from seasons one through three, you could kind of be like, oh, these are... You could see how these are real people interacting with each other. And then the further along it got... It was it was still slick. good. Yeah, it was sli- well, and there's, slick though. I and think, they or... they do good jobs of still finding ways to remind you it's a documentary. They do, and, yeah. And, and that becomes... some of their biggest their biggest moments. Too. Yeah, I like the way they can they do that, like with the pregnancy yeah. scene. But I Pam. think also yeah. our expectations as viewers are different. You know, once you fall in love with those characters, you start to have make allowances that you might not have. Well, no, oh, that's totally. true. Yeah. I, I really yeah, yeah, feel yeah. like I... that's just natural. I, I really feel like there is an evolution to writing TV shows long time. Your first season, you make them as human and relatable as possible, so yeah. there's something that we can all get behind. We can all see something of ourselves in these characters. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. then, of course, as the show goes on, you expect more character development, yeah. and then they sort of become their own thing that you... If it makes sense, like... You related to Jim in episodes one through three, or not mm. in seasons one through three. Yeah. But once he got with Pam, you still rooted for Jim. You thought he was a great guy, and he was still, like, you know, your favorite yeah. character yeah. on The Office. Sort of every man. You didn't guy. feel like that personal connection with him anymore. Exactly. It was more like, yeah. well, and because they've gotten to the point in the show now where it's like, okay, well, now we have to develop into a guy who is his own distinct person, mm-hmm. building off of that goodwill we had when everybody could relate to him so we can yeah. carry him as a fully realized but still character, right. good character that the audience still wants to root for. And that's a good point because, yeah. you know, the Pam, the going after Pam, whatever, romanticizing was such a big part of his character. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they had to fill that later on. Yeah. Which for better or for worse became uh, like a lot more became, character driven. Yeah, they had to. to one reason why we started seeing different sides of Jim and Pam in later seasons. Yeah, and it was kind of jarring to see him, you know, have to, you know, he's a father and like, mm-hmm. you know, and different and struggle as and a father. Struggle. We yeah. see more of Struggles Jim as the fall guy once they get together. Yeah. Something that we don't see very much in the beginning where Jim is no. almost the constant hero that always gets away scot free. Yeah. And of course mm-hmm. we see him fall very low in some of the later seasons. Uh, there's uh, that Christmas episode of course stands out to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dwight just yes. is Dwight's fucking win, you know. That that's an interesting episode. Yeah. That's almost a tough one to watch. That's good. That's gonna be a tough one to analyze. Like, yeah, in a way. And I, I bet we'll uh, we, we we should uh, definitely put out the call before that one because I bet a lot of folks will be wanting to come in and talk about that. <laughs> Which one? We should uh, have a panel. The Christmas episode where Dwight gets the jump on Jim with the snow oh, stuff. Oh God, I have strong opinions about that I episode. Most I mean, do. that's almost as uncomfortable. Not not it, nearly, but it's it's. A few notches below Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots and Dinner Party and stuff, yeah. Somewhere in the middle of those. Now, I love yeah. Dinner Party, but Scott's Tots, it's a couple uh, notches below. But yeah. it just has a... It's not even... It's it's different. It's like a, there's a disquiet... Dis, there's just an uncomfortableness to yeah. it. Yeah. When they're like... When they always been just... It was comedic. It was part of the... It was the funny parts of the show, him fucking with him. Yeah. And so when it became like violent... Exactly. To yeah. disturbing. That was interesting. Even if it wasn't like as, you know... Uh, funny. We'll save it for uh, yeah. five, anyway, uh, four yeah. seasons yeah, from already, now. I'm already doing it. Uh, but but we will touch on a few things that I I, I think we may have skipped by. There uh, is a lot in this episode. By there the way. really yeah. is. It's this is a dense of, episode. We're about it's, to it's see the, the uh, we may have seen the the seeds planted for what becomes Serenity by Jan. Yes. We did. As Jan admires the candle that Michael is showing her. <laughs> and it's funny how such like a throwaway line yeah. ended up becoming a yeah. significant plot point in her just rapid descent into yeah. <laughs> madness. Yeah, <laughs> just insanity. If you'll notice on the show, that's actually the only time they're sort of pleasant to each other is when yeah. he's talking about the candle. <laughs> no, the candles yeah. are like the that's physical like, representation. Yes. Of Jan, Jan has so little like grasp of like sanity and being happy left that she actually had to physically make it into candles. <laughs> <laughs> so she could watch it burn out. In the yeah, like she is snuff out the fire, like the f- passion in her soul. <laughs> and she was just she's held on to these candles more than that. Like that was it. Like if these candles go, well, you know, like listen, when she's having a tough horse. day, she just goes in her her shop and. Smells it all away, and Michael gets to smell it all. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we're going to learn more and more about just how possibly devious and criminal Creed is, and we're getting a taste of that oh, this episode. Yes. All star turn for yes. Creed. Yes, one of the greatest Creed moments in the series. <laughs> yeah. 
He's a he's a bold one. That All greed. Fake <laughs> ID business with a laminator he stole from the sheriff's office. So you know, honestly, the the, the to be completely boring and. Uh, <laughs> Declare what this really is. The documentary crew was liable. Oh yeah, for a criminal act and was basically <laughs> documented. They, they, Hope, yes. Hopefully, they made a call right after that. They would have been episode. liable. Creed should have been busted. Well, I no, mean, wait a minute. Creed should have been busted several well, episodes I mean, ago. But I, yeah. I mean, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> flash matter, forwarding to the very end. True. Yeah. Creed gets hauled off in That's handcuffs. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. So, it, so it they works. Do out. finally come for him. We got we yeah. got him for nine years. Yeah. It was awesome. They were just building it. What if the entire <laughs> conceit of the office was really to just build a case against Creed Bratton? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe the doc crew was just like, they they dealt, they called the sheriff's office that day, and they were like, okay, we're going to go bust. I'm like, wait a minute. We're going to Argo this. We know where he is. <laughs> we can keep an eye on him for you. Who knows what else he might lead you to? Haven't there been those stranglings lately? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to know? Maybe he's doing those stranglings. Let's watch him for now. And they were like, well, it's not how we normally do business, but all right. We got him isolated. And then, you know, like by like the, the, the documentary airs and they're like, OK, OK, we, we got to bust him. And like, no, wait, wait, wait. We'll do the reunion episode. <laughs> Really That's like, the level of uh, yeah of, of, of abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, he's actually dropped off the map. We haven't been able to find him. We got a hunch he'll turn up. Yeah. We'll get the old gang to get back together. Sure enough, they get him inside Dunham. And who's been living there the whole time? Creed. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And love that guy. We got that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine there was like some sort of like cheering, like <laughs> oh yeah, we got yeah like when, they got, like when they got through. like when they got Saddam. Like, yeah, we got him. What we don't <gasps> see is in the in the in the uh, in the reunion episode. There's a special thank you to the you know county sheriff's department. <laughs> yeah. for, for those were some cordial. <laughs> I love the cops next to Creed at the end. Those guys let him do his one last voiceover. Uh, oh yeah, on camera. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and those guys were completely just yeah. calm and just went right off. Well, but, they know. They've been watching him for nine years. Yeah, they know he's not a flight sure risk. We're going to be <laughs> emotionally invested. They're, they're no like, better. you know what? Let's let him have this. And they're like, they're just like Bob Vance. They want to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've got hundreds of hours of footage of him saying stuff like, today's Halloween? It's really convenient. Or <laughs> whatever he says. I couldn't arrest the guy. Nah. He's too great. Nah, he's great. <laughs> Creed, come back to tell us some play again. We please do. Please, please, please. Awesome. please. Uh, come on the podcast. What else we missed this episode? There's Any so scenes? freaking much that I'm kind of worried we're going to miss something. But Probably. We've done a pretty good job, though. We've hit just about all the major ones for everything. me. Yes. Um, I mean, we have the we do have the part. Oh, back to Dan and Buffalo. Um, yeah. He had a couple interesting turns with Dwight. Uh, well, we didn't mention... Him calling him an idiot for not liking Battlestar Galactica or seeing Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. then pointing out to another attendee that that line on the what is it shrimp on the shrimp is, is feces. feces. It's just true. You do need to clean that little line off the shrimp. You know, uh, but maybe you don't say that there. Maybe just let her eat her shrimp and don't worry about the things that probably won't really matter. Probably not. But he's it's like he's doing her a favor yeah. to him. That's how oh, he says yeah. it. Yeah, that's how that's socially great. inept Dwight is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of... So by that point, he just wanted to check out the banisters. You know what, though? Here's the thing. is uh, th- It reminds me of a, a, a social cue that I, I, I'd overheard uh, a long time ago and that I was reminded of recently, which was uh, about speaking in public. Does this need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? And it does it need to be said by me now? And apparently, if you ask yourself those questions, you may make better qu- uh, decisions socially. Sure. Now, my immediate thought on that shrimp feces line is all those things none of that no no and no <laughs> but we know dwight well enough to know that if he thought that to himself he'd be like well yes it does need to be said and of course by me and right now she's about to eat it <laughs> yes <laughs> so so you know maybe that's not the litmus we need for this particular social exactly. situation yeah. i hear I, I get that yeah i get that i, I do have trivia if we want to like hit that up sure let's do it what we got for trivia today excuse me we got a quick five. All uh, right. Uh, okay. Oh. What game does Michael Scott suggest to Jim that they do when they carpool at the uh, beginning? I spy. You got it. 
That's a nice little. We didn't talk about that. That, that nice little opening, like would be fun. Come on, and he's just looking down the whole time. <laughs> Jim just does not want. Does to not know. Be no anything more than just Michael being his boss, basically. Does he doesn't want to go. Does not want to be friends. <laughs> a little bit. Karen was looking way off in the other direction. I tell you that much. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another one. Uh, an, uh, who said it? So who said this line? I'm about to say. David, how much did this house cost? Michael. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's when he's after he's chastising Dwight for asking about the square footage and whether or not it includes the and garage. Jim, like spits up his wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Man. Everything just rolls off David Wallace. Oh, he's great. He really is like the most patient, mellow dude. Yeah. Michael tripped and fell into, uh, I don't know, he just fell into, he failed upwards to have a boss like that. Fell into the best boss ever. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. It just makes it funnier when you go back and watch it and be like, oh, the CFO. Oh, no, the CFO is Mm -hmm. such a big thing. And it's just David Wallace. Yeah, it's fine. And ev- and he eventually kind of has a oh yeah speaking of, a speaking of breakdowns oh yeah. yeah well and that's the one thing about the show like just with Jim is we will see just about every character have a struggle at some point that we can that they no one is Game of Thrones no one lives necessarily going to live in Dunder Mifflin no one's necessarily going to look like a dumbass at some point <laughs> right they exactly. have to explore it eventually you know one way or another yeah all right uh, next one so. Um, Number question. How many guys did Karen point out at the party who she supposedly dated to Jim? How many guys? Was it four? Yeah, I think it was four. No. Three? Yes. Three, okay. It was three. Okay. And so, like, the... And then then she actually gets him to believe that Wallace and her had a thing going. And then that's when the prank is revealed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was in Stanford, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they met before. I'm not sure. But yeah. but yeah, by that point, though, you know, all those pranks, it's so weird to see him off balance like that. That yeah. is awesome of Karen, though, to like to revisit a point that I think I made earlier where like she thought of that. She was like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to freak the fuck out of Jim. <laughs> freak out make him think, mm-hmm. Make him think that I've dated all of these guys. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a playful thing. It really, it makes, it's yeah. another example that makes me really love Jim and Karen when they're together. See, it's I, also like, you know, Karen's thinking, like, all right, let's also see how many he'll, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many is he going to go for? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Although you can kind of tell it kind of bugs him just a little it, bit. Oh, no. It he does. doesn't, he doesn't have that full because, uh, enjoyment like he did with Pam. Yeah. Th- well, that's why, but that's why she's doing it too, is because she knows it's going to kind of, yeah, bug it's going to irk him. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what they're, that's the thing. That was their relationship. It was, yeah. It was constantly pranking each other, whereas him and Pam were pranking other people. Yeah. yeah they were working together. Yeah. Good point. Oh. Yeah, what you got next? Number four. Uh, which one of, okay. This is a little. Nitty pick question. Which one of Pam's hands was on the coin? Was the coin under? Which one of her hands, left or right? Uh, her I left think hand. It was her. Got it. Yeah, it was her left hand. Because her right hand and then Stanley's left hand were the two yeah. that they rule yeah. out. Yeah, she was the on the outside. Next to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Funny you to see them play bar tricks, the office. Uh, sort of an ensemble uh, yeah. scene. Like, actually, Stanley's there doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Phyllis is nowhere to be found in this episode. Phyllis? I don't know what happened to she's her. Out, Do we see Meredith? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, 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 because when she shows up at the bar. Yeah, yeah Mer- you think Meredith's going to I was going to say, <laughs> if they didn't, to drink? they're really not doing oh. character development that well if they didn't do that. This is true. And did y'all notice that, that Oscar and Angela are off on their own little... Oh. They're, like, separate from the table. Okay. They didn't push theirs together. Interesting. And there's a reason for that, because there's a deleted scene... Yeah. ...where they're both they're both bitching about how, like, low class... It's like, these wings are horrible, and she's like, yeah, this is... They oh, bond they... over being snobs, basically. Okay. Okay. There's a little... I can I see, see there's that. precedent and for it, that. And it's funny. Like, it kind of should have been left in, I thought. Yeah. Because there's no reason that they're just, like... Separate from the table. It was probably right. time. This we this is a packed episode. This is true. Days. There's a lot to get to here, and there's not a lot that's wasted here. I mean, good God, talk about the damn jet skis again. <laughs> you know, every line is sacred, right? Yeah. But this is a big episode, and yeah, absolutely. All right, last one. Uh, <laughs> another nitpick. So we talked about. I, I promised you all a music one. During Roy's meltdown, we hear the song "Carry On My Wayward Son." Who sings that song? Kansas guys. <laughs> Good job. Boom. <laughs> I did not know that, I realized today. So. I, I didn't know it, honestly. Kansas, it was, it, I know it's Dust either, in was, the Wind is Kansas, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know uh, Carry On My Way with Sun was. I never knew that either. Oh, and cool. uh, it's, it was always them and Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. And then like one other band that would always play around here when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. It's, that's what state fairs are for. It is true. 
And that's all good. What so, a great episode. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Fun. fun. Josh, thanks for hanging out again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Thanks oh, for having me. Always a good time, man. Come back for season four. Maybe we'll oh. find an episode where we can talk about Shroot Farms. Definitely. Excellent. I'll be there. Brian, thank you. Oh, always, man. It's great. All right. And I want to thank all of you for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. We've been so very glad to have you. And I hope you'll come back next week because next week we can't be late for work and we can't forget our pepper spray. The People Persons Paper Podcast is a Channel 4.5 production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is hosted by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Executive produced by Landry Miller, Hilton Price, and Michael Zampino. Engineering and editing done by Hilton Price. And then you get to Ninja Turtles 2, which, hand to God, I, I will defend Secret of the Ooze. Will, will you now? <laughs> yes, I will. I will I will semi-join your defense, I'll def- only, from, only from childhood memories. I'll defend yeah. like the first half hour. It. The first half hour um, is pretty you know, good. And, and, and the irony, the beautiful but, irony of it is when Vanilla Ice shows up, yeah. and yeah. it gets horrible, yeah. uh-huh. but it even gets better, though, yeah. from a standpoint. And so, like, you do get Super Shredder. Like, and, and here's the thing, yes. all right? And, yes. and this is what I mean by good movie. I don't mean, like, is it a testament to the art of cinema? Fuck, no. no, no but, no. like, if you're hanging out on your couch... Uh, stoned yeah. on a Saturday afternoon, and Secret of the Ooze comes on. You're you're gonna tell me that the first thing going through your fucking head isn't I am watching all of this movie, <laughs> at least some of it. I will fucking sit through the commercials of Deprexian and Cialis and all the other commercials they Chantix. use to target sad people who are at home <laughs> watching '80s movies on tel- that they don't even own. <laughs>